Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Morgan, and Dustin. And uh, as always, everybody go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon, pretty much anywhere where, where podcasts are available. We're on it now. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page with all the links to the Bless Your Heart businesses. Go support those guys and all of that. And uh, we'll be sure to update some new content for you out there. So jumping right into things into the weekend wrap with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, if you want to kick things off this week. Wait, why do I have to go first? Is it because you all are just going to complain the whole time? Exactly. Let's, let's get the good news out of the way first, and then <laughs> yeah. we can get the rest. Hurry up and get it over with. <laughs> cares about we, don't have any, we don't have any time for that Elliot. optimism bullshit. <laughs> I, had a great, I had a great weekend and week. Next uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chase Elliott won the last two races of NASCAR. The reason why that's important is because it means Chase Elliott won the cha- uh, the NASCAR championship. Um, you like his daddy now, one hit wonder. <laughs> I don't understand all the hatred for Bill Elliott on this podcast. <laughs> um, incidentally, he won that on Sunday, and uh, on Saturday, I won the victory bell. So just just winning all week long. Um, uh, weekend long. Uh, I had one day um, on Monday where like there wasn't anything really of of note on TV. Uh, I guess the Patriots were on, and then it's Masters week. So like, what a what a great week! What a great weekend! I mean, everything's just been going swimmingly pretty much for me since Saturday morning. So uh, yeah, great week. Um, the bad, I guess. I mean, I had to look to find one. Um, I mentioned I went to the Georgia game. The sorry, the Florida Georgia game last year. Georgia kind of looked pretty bad against, against Florida. Um, I had a coworker who he goes every year and he sent me pictures from the game and was enjoying himself because Florida really showed up and played well. Kyle Trask um, had a, had an excellent game, but uh, it did not make that quote unquote vaunted Georgia defense look very good at all. Um, I would, I would like to point out that um, if you go back to some previous episodes of miserable and reckless, I picked Florida as my uh, quasi dark horse team earlier in the year. Yeah, my Tennessee pick isn't looking so hot right now. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I did actually, I did actually have a bad this week, and it, it fits perfectly. Um, I purposely didn't tell you guys, so it'd be a little bit of a surprise. So the other day, uh, my wife, who I talked about so glowingly last week, um, she really screwed up. She was pulling the kettle out of the uh, to make coffee out of the cupboard. And she ripped it down with like the cord ripped down and smashed into our coffee carafe and that shattered all over the floor. And as part of uh, just the whole thing was a huge mess. And then on top of that, my Vidian Bose coffee mug uh, got oh. smashed oh. at the same time. Oh. That's horrible. So I don't have any way to make coffee now except for cowboy coffee. And I don't even have a coffee mug to drink it out of. So that was my bad of the week. <laughs> Put your Venmo out there. Maybe people will send you some stuff to replace it. Maybe Chase Elliott <laughs> will send you a coffee mug. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe for our Canadian listeners in in Ontario, we can uh, we can put some stuff out there. Maybe they'll be able to donate one to you. <laughs> well, I went online and I, I I think I can get a new one. So maybe that'll be a Christmas gift. So that was my bad of the week. I didn't really have an ugly. So uh, it was a good week. All right. So, uh, Morgan, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. All right. Well, this is what we like to call what grinds our gears in the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, I really didn't have a good to go with this week, but I have a good one now. My dad came up today to uh, have a little visit. I hadn't seen him uh, probably a couple months now, and he got to see his grandson, my, my son Brody, for the first time since Brody was probably about three weeks old. So he's been kind of hit or miss trying to come up and see him for the last uh, last year. You want to say it like that? That's kind of bad, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's got his own thing down there. So, but I was happy for that. Um, let's get to the bad now. Tech's offensive play calling. I mean, I think it resembles high school. You know, it's pretty, uh, they're, they're, it's, they're good when they're good. But for the most part, the play calling is just high school bull crap. I mean, it's, the defenses know what they're going to do every time because they use the same plays every game. It's it's getting tiring. They, I mean, they left Brian Steinspring, is I think the guy's name, that was a Beamer for 15 years, and he had three plays, I think they did, out of his entire playbook. And we go from that to Brad Corn Nelson, and he's just pretty much a clone of the last guy, which is pretty boring. I'm ready for them to open up the playbook here soon. Ugly, I'm going to go text defense. Text defense is atrocious. It, it, I don't even know where to go. Um, to, to Justin Hamilton's defense, he is a first-year head coach with little to no experience. They had no spring ball. They had not that much of uh, practices to go with. So I'll give them, I'll give them this year. But you know, next year there should be really no excuses. Let's see what you can do. You know. So next year, next year it's okay to lose to Liberty. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know what? Any other year, Tech would have beat the crap out of Liberty. But since Liberty wants to bring in guys that take their kids to strip joints for uh, recruiting, you know. Hey, bring him down to Raleigh. I don't care. I can look past it. You know, and, and you also bring in a kid <laughs> who wants to have a chip on his shoulder. That same kid that Tech offered a scholarship to, he turned it down, wanted to go to Auburn, then rode the bench in Auburn and left crying and went up there to Liberty because he knew he could start at Liberty. So I, I don't want to hear Malik Willis's crying. You had an opportunity to play in the ACC, and you turned them down. So that is my uh, that's my rant. I'm I'm not happy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty. How do you lose to Liberty? Jerry Farwell, Lynchburg, <clears throat> Bible Belt School. You just, how do you lose to that cheese eating? Mm. Hey, how many times, Morgan, did you text us this week? Liberty, really? With a question mark. And the, the best part was like, the best part day. was a couple of times it was completely out of context for the current conversation. Yes. <laughs> <You're having. laughs> right, by the way, by the way, how the heck do you lose to Liberty? Liberty. Like, Morgan, how many times did you text us you were over it? And then text us five minutes later. Nope, I'm not over I'm it. I'm not over it. <laughs> this one still hurts. Nope. And on top of that, let's let's finish this off. We'll do a double ugly. I'll be quick because I know we got to move through this quick here. My double ugly. How in the world, I, I get it. Your excuse was you want to make sure you had the right formation on the field for a field goal <laughs> kick. But how in the world do you call a timeout on a kid who can't kick beyond 39 yards? He's going for a 50. Nine yard field goal. Why in God's green earth, if you had children out there, that still formation would have worked? It, you should just let him try it. If he missed it, he was going to, but we block it, write it back for a touchdown. Oh no, timeout was called. 
I don't think the statistics are on the side of like the the freezing the kicker timeout anyway. I it's think not, that's like a that, BS that, that, thing. That, that's a bunch of baloney. It, it always has been. <laughs> so it just if Fuente, I, I think Fuente needs to get a new offensive coordinator. Hopefully, JH will have a perfect off season for getting his defensive schemes running, and hopefully, you know. We we hit it back hard next year, but they and they play Miami, they play Clemson. I I don't even want. I, they should forfeit the Clemson game. That's gonna that's gonna be disgusting. They Clemson's punter could go out there and throw for four hundred yards against my team right now. All right, <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> if you want to go next, I was gonna right. say. <laughs> now now I am done. <laughs> Except for one more thing. <laughs> Sorry, I went too far there. No, you're good. No, you're good. Let it all out. <laughs> if there's anywhere to let the anger out, it's here. <laughs> um, when a mess woman here, what are we doing? <laughs> so, mine this week is the good, the sad, and the miserable. Um, <laughs> good is uh, Beagles. So, this. This week, or late last week, uh, my wife, me, and my daughter were walking around the neighborhood, and a lady got to talking to us. She was walking her beagle, and uh, began to share her thoughts on the election with us, which we didn't want to discuss with her. Um, this is not a political podcast, but the point being, she she had a different, completely opposite view of the world than me and my family do. But yet, rather than argue with her about it, I asked her about her beagle. And she got her to talking about that. And uh, so we spent a while. She loves beagles. I love beagles. We bonded over that. She offered us uh, a crib for that she had from her uh, grandchild that she no longer needed. Just a super nice lady. Once we got off that, the topic of politics, I'm no kumbaya, hold hands, and let's all be friends guy. But, you know. Everybody should, in some of these uh, grump times, remember that we all have our beagles, both literally and metaphorically, that we can bond over. And uh, I'll use that as my good this week. That's good. Um, you know, just something to keep in mind. Uh, there's there's things that we all kind of agree with on that front. I also just want to give a quick shout-out to Alex Smith, Redskins quarterback. He, uh, you know, he overcame – what what was not only career-ending injury but a life-threatening yeah. injury, and is now going to be starting for the Redskins going forward. So, anyway, there's that's a positive culmination to that story. Uh, the sad Alex Trebek died. Yeah, uh, he was 80. He had pancreatic cancer. You know, he's he's a major part of popular culture, but he's also a big part of our house. I mean, I remember watching him with my grandparents growing up, but I also. Jenny loves turning on Jeopardy in the evenings. And so it's been on my house a lot. Um, you know, you know, you've made it when the SNL has a famous skit making fun of you. Um, so he was a big part of culture. He was a great guy. He'll, he'll be missed. Um, it's, it's just sad to see him go, even though uh, we all knew that he had uh, pancreatic cancer and we all knew eventually, you know, he wasn't going to be here anymore. Uh, the miserable. I mean, it's pretty obvious Duke football. Um, what a season! Like, first of all, they lost Carolina this past weekend, fifty-six twenty-four. 
And if any of y'all remember the 2015 game where they lost 66 to 31, it was pretty much the same thing. Both of those scores are actually make the game sound closer than it was. If that's oh, that the 2015 game. Yeah. I don't even know how that's possible to make it sound closer, but it sounds closer from the final scores, which is ridiculous. This year, the offense has seven passing touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So they have a double the number of interceptions than passing touchdowns. They have 28 turnovers and the 93rd ranked offense in the entire country. Last year, for comparison, they had 18 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So they've already met the interception mark, but are, are not going to even sniff the passing touchdown mark with a career backup QB in last year. Um, it's just a disaster. They haven't had a conference winning record since 2014. They were 500 in 2015. That was the last time they sniffed having an AC. Cuts time in the ACC. They're 34 and 62, which Considering where they were before, the prior three coaches, they only had 14 wins and ACC wins in 11 years. That's a massive improvement. But the trend line is going the other way. It's going back to what it used to be when Fred Goldsmith and Carl Franks and people like that were calling games on the sideline. You either hold them accountable and like say you got to clean things up and, and, and turn it around or move a different direction. So. She didn't lose to Liberty. Didn't lose liberty, but we don't have liberty on the schedule. We that would be a guaranteed loss. I don't think I don't think there's any wins. We even have Florida State on the schedule this year, and I don't even think that's a win going forward. So and that's a perfect segue into me because uh, this upcoming weekend we have Florida State, and the weekend after that we have Liberty at home, and I'm actually going to be at that game. Um, and Joe Gilio uh, on shot of uh, his shot of Joe on his and um, his radio show on ESPN said the other day, if you had told someone in 2013 that Liberty was going to be a bigger game than Florida State for NC State this year, nobody would have believed it. But it's the most 2020 thing possible. But uh, for me, the good, it's really just one thing. It's like, finally, Eric Church wins Entertainer of the Year. He's been shafted on that for a few years now when it goes to people like Keith Urban and in multiple in the ACMs and the CMAs, when it goes to people like Keith Urban and Garth Brooks. So Garth Brooks is just on a legacy tour. Eric Church had his double down um, tour where he would play basically two shows in one night, no opener, and the guy still wasn't getting the recognition he deserved. So hats off to North Carolina's own Eric Church for finally winning the big one within the the pop country BS of CMAs and ACMs. Oh. Um, and that's about where the good ends. The bad is, you know, NC State pulls an NC State per the usual. I mean, I couldn't even get that mad about it because I've watched that movie so many times. Um, they're up 10, like seven or eight minutes to go in the game against the number 11 ranked Miami Hurricanes at home. The offense have been playing really well all game long. Bailey Hockman looked like a completely different quarterback. And, you know, I can't uh, fault that guy. He, he played a hell of a game for NC State. Then they get like they went super conservative in the fourth quarter and had something like four yards of total offense in the fourth quarter. You can't you can't lay an egg like that in a in an entire quarter trying to close it out against a top fifteen opponent with a dynamic quarterback uh, at home. Like that should have been a win. They didn't get it. Now we're sitting at four and three, and we have a favorable favorable schedule the rest of the way. But that's assuming they play as well as they do, and we all know from past history they will not. So we got Florida State at home this weekend and. Liberty, uh, after that, Lord knows, let us don't lose to Liberty because you're going to hear me sounding like Morgan after that. 
that game. Um, the ugly, I mean, I really don't have one. I'm just going to go with um, the NC State coaching staff in the okay. fourth <laughs> But, all right, so let's move on. Next topic, as we say. Uh, for the weekend look ahead, we have a – the big thing I think for me is the masters this weekend with, uh, was it John Ram had two hole in ones in the, the practice uh, rounds. And then that competition, they had skidding it across, I believe it was hole 16. So I'm excited for that pulling for either tiger know. or Bryson DeChambeau, but that's, uh, that's all I got to say on. If you guys don't have anything to add for the weekend, look at Well, I was going to talk about the sec, but all the games got canceled. Um, it's Alabama LSU and, um, Normally, that would be a big deal. LSU's kind of slacking a little bit this year. But four of the five, I want to say, games got postponed because of COVID. So we'll move right along. Usually, we cover NASCAR here. I mean, we we talked about Chase Elliott, right? What's <clears throat> said that hasn't been said. He, he won the last two races. He's the champion. It's awesome. Um, it was cool to see live shots from the Dawsonville pool room. Um, and have like the siren going off and everything else. They were doing that live from the race. So people were getting all amped up and that was pretty cool. It was cool to see him with his dad and mom watching from the sidelines, um, like behind the fence and getting to come down and hug him and be right there. Um, so that, that's, that's really cool to see him compete in front of his dad. He's doing the same thing his dad did. So um, I could appreciate that um, just based on what I do for my career right but at the same time um it was kind of a moment there uh it was jimmy johnson's last race um for those that don't know jimmy johnson has won seven times um he's he's a he's a legend in the sport and uh he's on the same team as chase elliott and so the two of them jimmy johnson kind of did like a like a like a last minute um when the race was over he kind of did a what they call an allen cole wiki lot which is where he goes backwards around the track and that was actually really kind of cool to see he was just thanking the fans and and then he kind of paused for a split second and it was almost like he handed the baton off to chase and then chase kind of did his victory lap and his burnouts and stuff so it was a, it was a cool little moment there so whatever but uh yeah it, this week is masters week right we're looking ahead not looking back so uh it's weird to see it in fall it's weird to see all the trees and and it's it's beautiful there um this is absolutely my favorite tournament uh, my wife knows i'll sit here on the couch and i get goosebumps every time they hear the georgia song start playing georgia on my mind or anything like that i just i love it usually it's in the spring uh, usually we're actually on vacation so i i've watched it in all sorts of different places and it's just it's really it's a really enjoyable tournament um the only other thing i'll say about it is that my golfer unlike uh, Logan is, is Roy McElroy. And so if, if he wins here, he's never done it before. Um, if he wins here, he'd have the career grand slam of all the, uh, of all the major tournaments. So they, they keep, he keeps saying there isn't a lot of pressure on him, but in, in reality, it just grows and grows and grows every year. So. And game day, game day is going to be at the masters. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, but once this is quite possibly a once in a lifetime deal. So, man, I wish I could drive down and do that, but I well, they wouldn't let you get near it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you, look too, you look too suspicious. Maybe if I brought, maybe, maybe <laughs> if I brought a giant. Like, nope, sorry, we don't allow you here. Hey, it's Georgia. I'd be, I'd be allowed all over the place down there. <laughs> if they, if they said, if they asked you who you're a fan of, and you said Carolina football, they would have been get out of here, son. <laughs> <laughs> we play real football down here. <laughs> <laughs> Consistent, consistently. Well, I'll have to find ways to bring NASCAR into our podcast from now on because 
Nope. Not till Daytona. It's over. No more talk. It's in the contract. Coffee cup's going to be a Chase Elliott coffee cup. The podcast. All right, moving right along into our ACC week pick them. Update on everybody's records. We have a three-way tie for first place with Dustin Ryan and Morgan at 44 and 16, and I am two games back at 42 and 18. A lot right. of group thing. <clears throat> yeah, had really, though. Had I taken Brody's pick for the Notre Dame game, I'd be winning right now. That's true. That's very true. All right, first game of the week, we have the Wake Forest Demon Deacons versus UNC. UNC has a chance to go for the coveted state championship in the state of North Carolina with this game, so let's hope and pray the Demon Deacons can unseat the Tar Heels. Uh, Morgan, you want to start this one off? Who do you think? Deeks uh, or Heels? Carolina. Carolina's going to win by probably three touchdowns at minimum. Okay. All right, Ryan? Um. Uh, Briefly, this is a game Carolina can lose, and here's why. Um, they, here's why. You're underdogs. Nope, that's not what I'm saying at all. Little Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Howell uh, likes to throw the ball down the field, and Wake Forest has a really good secondary. They lead the ACC in interceptions. Sorry, second in the ACC in interceptions with 11. They have three pick sixes. Um, they don't rush the quarterback well, though. So I'm hoping that our running game can pull this out. Uh, we have a pretty good running game, and uh, our defense I'm not I'm not convinced of. And Wake Forest has a sneaky good offense. They're averaging 37 points a game. That's that's no joke. So I, I'm picking Carolina, but don't be surprised if Wake Forest pulls this off. Justin, Carolina. Next topic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for a lot of the points that uh, Ryan said, I mean, I agree. Wake Forest is a sneaky team, um, but you never know what you get from them week in and week out. Um, but Carolina's offense, I think, is going to be a little bit too much handle between Sam Howell and Daz Newsom, And then the the unsung hero for people that are not familiar with Carolina football is definitely Javante Williams. He's like a Mack truck running through uh, – the line of scrimmage and it's hard to bring that guy down so it's just too much firepower it would be a high score and big 12 affair but i got the, the tar heels one in this one <clears throat> all right next up we have an old school big east matchup between the miami hurricane hurricanes and the virginia tech Hokies. the Hokies are coming off a loss to some private school in virginia that shall not be named for the sake of uh one quarter of our podcast team sanity but <laughs> Miami's coming off the big win against the Wolfpack. So, uh, Dustin, what do you think? Miami versus Tech. Going to you all year long, baby. I'm Jeez. riding that U train. Somebody's got to be on it on this podcast, and I'm in. I've been all in since the beginning of the season. i got to cheer for something since I can't cheer for my team. So, <laughs> I'm going for the U. Big, big time. They're going to they're, they're gonna run all over Virginia Tech. Morgan? He's probably right. He's going to win. Um, it'd be it'd be great to see how um, the team can come together after a loss like that to uh, the community college up in Lynchburg. Um, we'll see what they do. Uh, you know, if, if Justin Herbert, if if he's uh, not Justin or Khalil Herbert, if he's um, if he's healthy, ready to go from the potential Heisman candidate, what? Heisman Herbert, not any longer, no longer. <laughs> That, that that joke's out the window now. Um, if he's good, you know, uh, Miami. <laughs> hey, Ryan. I've been hating on Miami all year. They beat bad teams, but Tech's a bad team. The Virginia deep. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. The Virginia Tech defense is a sieve. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. 
They allow 200 yards a game rushing. It doesn't, both of these teams pile up points on offense. I'm, I'm picking Miami this week. He's a mobile quarterback. He's, you know, he's gonna. Yep. Tech cannot stop mobile. It's, but, you know, it's payback. It's, they won all those games with Michael Vick, and it's just payback. Everyone's shoving it down their throat now. <laughs> well, to piggyback off on Morgan's point there, uh, De'Aaron King ran for like 105 yards on the Wolfpack. Wolfpack stuffed the run game outside of the quarterback, but they couldn't account for the quarterback, and that ended up being the difference in the game because he was able to extend drives. He'll be able to do that again against uh, a very Swiss cheese uh, run defense, defense. Is better than Tech's D run defense, so therefore he's going to get probably 200 yards at least. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I'm going with the U <laughs> in this one. All right, next up we have Notre Dame coming off a big win against Clemson uh, and where they rest the field with beating Clemson with their backup quarterback. They're now in the driver's seat within the ACC in their one-year uh, <laughs> season as an ACC squad, and they're playing Boston College, who has been pretty – good and has gone above expectations this year but um i'm picking the fighting irish in this i think they're they're just better than bc but i think it'll actually be a pretty good game for most of the game all right dustin yeah i mean <clears throat> out of all the games this week this has potential to be the most interesting you know can notre dame come off of that high to go play bc you know can they come in prepared and and not sort of you know how teams will get that big win and then they fall off. It happens a lot. I mean, not enough for me to pick against them because I, they are clearly not as much of a hype uh, team as they have been in years past. Years past, they get this, you know, as Logan says, brand equity bump that they just, they're, they're Notre Dame, right? They're, they're supposed to be scary, but they haven't been that in recent years. But this year, they're playing good football and they continue to get better. So. You know, BC will make it a good game, but Irish will get it. Hey, Ryan. So, BC hasn't won this game since 2009 um, in the Holy War, as they call it. I think the Notre Dame defense is, is really good, and I think that it'll give – they'll give Phil Jerkovic – or, sorry, Jerkovic, my quarterback, fits. So, I think it's eight wins in a row for the Irish. Morgan? Fighting Irish. All right, moving right along to a – Matchup between some of the bottom-dwelling teams in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the Pittsburgh Panthers versus the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Morgan, what do you, what's your take on this one? <laughs> Seriously. That sounds like a real barn burner right here, man. Um, Pitt. I, Georgia Tech. I, I hate Georgia Tech. I hate, hate Georgia Tech about as much as I hate uh, Miami and UVA. So. And free shoes. Don't forget them. And free shoes. Again, and now Liberty. My, my list kick can <laughs> But, you know, the Navy boy is no longer at Georgia Tech. So, uh, is, I guess I always got, say his triple offense has gone down the river now. But um, Pitt's going to win. Ryan? I had a bunch of stats and everything figured out about this. But the bottom line is, basically, these are really – Georgia Tech has a really bad defense and a really bad offense. So, it's hard to win games. Pittsburgh, uh, they throw it a lot, but somehow they don't score. I mean, this is just this is this is bad. I'll, I'll go Pitt. Three nothing Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously though. <laughs> hey, Dustin. In overtime. <laughs> uh, let's keep it simple. I'm gonna. I, I'm going Pitt too. I, I hate the group think on this thing, but Jesus, like I'm not picking the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> no, Georgia Tech sucks. So does Pitt, but I think. 
the Yellow Jackets are worse. So just by process of elimination, I'm going with the Panthers. <laughs> Why do you think no one from the ACC network has called us now that we've called out like half the teams in the conference for sucking and being terrible? <laughs> Including our own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next up, we have Florida State Seminoles versus the NC State Wolfpack. This is usually uh, a pretty fun game to watch during non-COVID times because NC State's always been a thorn in Florida State's side going back to the Amato year, even before then in the 90s because Torrey Holt torched Mm -hmm. an undefeated Florida State team for four receiving touchdowns in, I think, 97 or 98. So this this, uh, series has some history. NC State opened as a seven-point favorite, but after playing so well against Miami, I know how the law of the wolf works, and I'm picking the underdog, the Florida State Seminoles, to beat the – to, I guess we could say upset NC State this week. Dustin? <clears throat> Did you just call your team the underdog, by the way? No, I, I said that uh, I'm picking the underdog, Florida State. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dustin? The reverse, the reverse <laughs> win. All right. Well, I'm going to go wolf back. And I'm going to put the headband on Emmy's head so that, um, and send you a picture so that they will win and you'll be happy taking this loss. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, we, we mentioned it, but this is a terrible game. If you like defense, both of these teams stink on defense points, points, points. I didn't purposely put anything in here. I know we need to hurry along through this. I, it's picking my rival or it's picking the team that beat me. I'll, I'll pick NC State. Go, Emmy. Did you just say that NC State was UNC's rival? Yeah. I mean, I heard him say it. The in narrative football. has always been, the narrative has always been not our rival. But anyway, football. Breaking news. Football. Um, <laughs> Morgan, what do you think? Pack or uh, Seminoles? NC State. You know, I don't like free shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so consistent. <laughs> All right. And then we have, oh, Lord, Syracuse, wonderful, versus the Louisville Cardinals. Um, Morgan, if you want to start this one off. Um, next. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Louis- picking. Louisville. <laughs> Do I have to pick? I mean. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can not pick, but then you might not get a, get a win. <laughs> Louisville. Who the hell picks Syracuse? Let me pick Syracuse. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Louisville, Syracuse, and and Duke and Georgia Tech are three worst teams in the ACC. So, Ryan, I mean Syracuse lost to Liberty. How bad do you have to be to lose to Liberty? I can't pick them, so I'm gonna pick Louisville. <laughs> yeah, uh, is the Cardinals? I mean Syracuse. Sucks. Uh, I'm not gonna get this one. This was a very uneventful pick'em. I think we all picked the same team. No, the only one that we didn't was NC State. So oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It makes for a really fun text group a little bit later on in the <laughs> week when you're the only one that picked against your team that you want to secretly win. <laughs> yeah. Always pick against your team. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, and that wraps up the ACC Week Pick'em. Uh, for the next segment, I'm going to throw it over to Morgan. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, we're deep into the fall season. It's probably my favorite time of the year. You know, I, you know don't, don't get me wrong. I, love, you know, I also like the summertime, pools, beach trips, ocean. Warm summer nights, you know, at loggerheads back in Wilmington, but fall is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, college football is going strong, a few upsets. You got Halloween parties, college basketball is getting ready to start, hockey's been kicking off. 
you got the fall foliage, which is, you know, I love, you know, grow up in Southern Virginia, you got maple and oak trees all over the backyard. You got, you know, the brown, red and yellow, orange leaves going on. You got fire pits, flannels, cold beer, and you got things. Pumpkin patches. What? Pumpkin patches. Pumpkin patches. <laughs> um, another thing that's lately been fun is getting away to my, uh, my dad's cabin in my hometown. Little cabin that overlooks the uh, the river that I grew up on. It's probably got the best view of the entire river and the entire town. It's pretty nice. And since about 2015, you know, I've been holding uh, little get-togethers with the gang here up there. You know, as I mentioned before, you have the fire pit out there, cold nights, got some college football on. People, you know, convince others to buy a fighting match for fifty some dollars that I don't even remember watching. Um, but it's fun times. It's good times to get up there, get away from the hustle and bustle, the noise pollution, light pollution, and just hang out with the gang in the backyard there. Um, we've got so many good, got some good stories going going on there, and you know, it's hopefully we can continue that going forward. You know, the uh, property has been family for uh, I'd say since the beginning of the twentieth century. They've uh, sold off most of the property since then to other other people but used to be a little tiny cabin there where people would stay at to go hunting and they just kind of expanded on the the house that's sitting there now throughout the last couple of decades and added on extra rooms expanded the kitchen and fenced in the uh, back porch but you know it's, it's good times you know two of the two of us here that talk on here have been there ryan and dustin what were y'all's uh experiences going there ryan i i can speak to the fight it was the holly home uh ronda rousey ufc fight and for some reason i don't know why we all wanted to watch it and first of all they're probably the reason why you don't remember watching it is because i think it was over in 30 seconds or something crazy <laughs> like that you are correct that that's right about that uh the last uh, that was what, like right before the election in 2016. Again, not a political podcast. It was just funny for us all to get down there and kind of get away from the noise of, if you told us that 2020 was going to be worse than all the noise associated with that, man, I, I don't, we would have stayed, but, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's um, the thing that I remember the most when I was thinking about this actually, is I remember going down there and working um, I had to work a little bit uh, on the Friday that we were down there. We'd gone to we'd gone to the Duke Carolina game the night before. Did the Brunswick stew? Of course, Carolina lost. Um, and uh, we drove up, stopped at a cookout on the way up. I remember that um, in Roxboro, North Carolina. <laughs> ordered about the left side of the menu, um, and then uh, uh, enjoyed a bottle of really bad top of the hill whiskey uh, in the car on the way up. Probably shouldn't mention that on the air, but uh, you weren't driving. Yeah, true. Um, but we got up there, and and it was to be clear. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and uh, so we were we were feeling pretty good by the time we got up there. But I remember having to work on Friday, and this is this is my takeaway. It's still one of my favorite photos um, on my on my screensaver. Is that I was looking out the window, and I remember thinking, like, man, work isn't so bad if you're looking at this view. It's uh. I was sitting there for a little bit on Friday, but in the, I don't know what you call it, the sitting room or like the screened in porch area. And, um, 
and just kind of looking out at the, you got a flagpole out there, kind of overlooks the river and mm-hmm. a, a dock down a little bit further down. And it's just really nice. It's peaceful. It's relaxing. Um, um, it's a good place for our group of friends, I think, to get away and just be able to chill out with the now wives. I, I think we've all got married. Well, not Logan, <laughs> but I think. <laughs> We've all got married since the last time we were at the cabin, right? Is yeah. that right? So I don't know. That's that's my brief takeaways. We can go so many other different places that are half of which are probably inappropriate. There was a shooting when we were there one time that nobody woke up. Not on the property. Yeah, clear. true, true. <laughs> the BFW around the around the corner. Yeah, it was like a it was an actual like shoot. So I mean, just to, just so folks understand, like where we're at, we're out in like rural Virginia which is like much of rural America. Like we're all, not all of us, three quarters of us are from rural America. This is the type and, of uh, town that a stoplight makes the front page of the newspaper when they put in a brand new one. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're like hanging out or maybe, maybe even asleep. And we we're asleep. Hear, yeah. We hear like pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I had, I had brought a bunch of camping stuff down there thinking we were going to like chop wood or whatever. The story as I, I wasn't awake, but the story as I'm told, right, is that Melissa took the machete that I brought down there and was like guarding the house because nobody else would wake up <laughs> at like three in the morning. I don't know if that's true. I wasn't awake for it. But I, who know? I don't know. <laughs> I do know like th- this place is up in the woods. Like yeah. you're you're up on a hill, so like you can you know you got a good view, but you're like you're back there. Nobody's gonna know what's going on. And uh, we hear we we hear this. And we all kind of don't think too much about it, but we're like, I think that was gunfire. Next day, it turns out it was like a, a dispute at the VFW, and and the, the sheriff had to come, and there was some guy out in the parking lot like firing off rounds because he was mad at somebody else. <laughs> it was just one of these like small town like Friday nights where somebody got drunk and pissed and like went out and started firing off shots too. <laughs> So that kind of, if that sets the scene for you and, and to Engel's point it makes sense for our friends because we are in the woods, so we can't bother anybody. So we're sitting, we're sitting out here like on this hill, like on a pretty view looking out at the river. But the best part is no one else is close enough to be bothered. Yep. <laughs> so as, as people are out there like being loud or music's going, one or there's a fire that people someone just squeezed a whole bottle of uh, lighter fluid onto and it's up to the top of the trees like no one can see that if the house burned down maybe they'd see that that'd be the only thing <laughs> morgan's having to run around behind us being like guys don't be don't be too messy here let's not burn out this part of the yard let's do it in the actual fire area <laughs> so some point at some point, too much liquor gets consumed, and the uh, the the race cars. Morgan, maybe maybe that's maybe that's. I don't know. I don't want to steal your thunder. I mean, you 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 got a bunch of really cool stuff in the cabin. Yeah, like memorabilia. Oh yeah, we got it's a ton of uh, mostly racing memorabilia. My dad's days of owning uh, owning a race car back in the eighties and early nineties. Just a bunch of pictures up all over the place and newspaper clippings of wins and, you know, pit, uh, pictures in the pit during a race. Be cool. Got little tiny models up on the fireplace from old, uh, modified racing cars. 
that's what I was going to bring up at some point those get taken down and it's like, Oh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's put those right back up there. Thanks. Yep. Well, okay. The whole pile of cat daddies, anything can happen. <laughs> well, more says the guy who, who sobers up real quick when he sees somebody touching him, <laughs> he becomes mom. He's like, no, 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 no. Put that down. No, no, no. Go back over here. No, don't sit on the pool table. <laughs> Here's a pool table. <laughs> One of the other cool, one of the other cool uh, uh, traditions is 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 like the food and stuff that we have there. I know Morgan usually is making like a big thing of chili, big thing of chili. Yeah, we love our chili. All of us do. Morgan's famous chili. <laughs> it's it's good. Everyone loves it when I make it, man. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we'll uh, we'll even put the I'll put the recipe up on the uh, on the page here later. Um. Go ahead. Give give it away. What'd you say? Sorry. I was going to say, you know, after I post it, make make it for yourself and tell me your thoughts. Better yet, you can post it and anybody that wants access to it, we can put it behind the paywall and they can pay $10 for access to Morgan's (laughs) chili recipe. Venmo him at at, uh, Hokey Guy (laughs) 8947. Uh, I'm joking. That's not really his Venmo. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a great. I mean, mostly we're just there to like hang out with each other, have a few drinks, kind of you know spend time catching up. We even had our buddy from Florida fly up and then go hang out in the woods with us one time. Um, you know, like we, and then we have just you know random mishaps like trying to order a pizza on National Pizza Day. And it was impossible to get. Um, we it was what was it, Papa John's or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And it was we, we order it, and at they're like, yeah, it, it was one o'clock in the afternoon. We order it, and every time we call it, oh, it's still being made. It's still being made. Like, how, what the hell are you? Doing? Thirty more minutes yeah. till about seven p.m. that night. When we went down to the Papa John's to see what on, and they just they they were slammed. And it was National Pizza Day or something like that. So we ended up patronizing one of the local restaurants, which is probably what we should have done in the first place. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great place. It's, you know, I, I'm a, you know, big advocate of, of Western Virginia, you know, in Southwest Virginia. I think it's a, the people are nice. It's a beautiful area. And it's just all of us where we live and the lives that we lead, it's nice to kind of, get somewhere that's quiet and uh, get to spend time with each other and then make our friends do ridiculous things like buy Ronda Rousey's UFC fight. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, it, it reminded me of what you're saying, Dustin, of something. I remember um, we were all sitting and uh, we were just sitting around and we have the movie on or the game on or whatever and we're not really paying attention to it. And she comes inside and she goes like, hey, like, what are you basically like, hey, like, come outside and sit by the fire. And we all three kind of just looked at her and look, we're like, nah, we're good. And she was like, <laughs> and she was like, but but you're in nature and like you're you're you're, you know, you should want to like come outside. I, I don't, I don't want to put words into her mouth, but she was like, you know, like we're, you know, come out and look at the stars or whatever. And we're like, we got everything we need right here. We're just, we're just, you know, talking and drinking and, and hanging out with each other and carrying on. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. And I remember feeling like, well, maybe I, maybe I should go out and like sit with her and it'll be like nicer. And, and I was like, eh, not, 
I like hanging out with my buddies. <laughs> I, for the record, I did feel bad about that. But <laughs> I think it was Lone Survivor that was on, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It was because it was Veterans Day. It was yeah. Veterans Day weekend. Yeah. Similar. And it, yeah. And it was uh, and in between. We were all ordering star showers to take home. Yeah. <laughs> One of you we, may want to explain that. <laughs> we, we, we like, I don't know, you know, you're sitting there all day, like hanging out with each other. These infomercial style commercials come on and it's the same ones over and over and over again. So star shower was popular at the time. So we're sitting here watching this commercial over and over and we're just starting to make fun of it. And then it just turns into, because basically what they're telling you is you can save all this time by just plugging this thing in and put it up and and put it on your house instead of actually hanging lights. That's the value proposition of, of what they're offering. And and so we were just, we got to the points where it's like, how much is your time worth to you? $20 an hour, $50 an hour, a hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> and just kept doing that over and over while our wives were like, wouldn't you like to enjoy the fire outside? And we're like, no, this is how incredible. much is your time worth? <laughs> <laughs> to help further set that scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, if somebody had like passed out early, they probably came. I'm pretty sure I remember this correctly. They came walking down the hallway. They're like, could you please turn down the gunfire? Like, like <laughs> lone survivors blaring in the background. We're screaming over it. Like, could we please get out of Afghanistan? Like we had a shooting last night. Like we don't need another one tonight. <laughs> like it's just, uh, cabin weekend on veterans day, chili fires that we sometimes sit around. I did. Hey, Props to our buddy Chris for pulling me out of the fire. I, I did pass out around the fire one night and yeah. kind of started slumping towards it, and he pulled me out of it. Appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we do sit around yeah. the fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, once this, uh, once we're able to do it, I know Morgan's kind of committed. We're, we're going to all get together, and we'll share actual photos on, on the internet with folks so they can see what we're talking about and not just paint a little picture here on the podcast. Do an actual podcast there. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Brunswick's doing all. <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up this episode of Miserable and Reckless. For Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan, I'm Logan, and we will see you next time.